Welcome to Reawakening Love and Power with Carol Ann. I am Carol Ann, and this is a solo episode from my pussy pulpit on pussy crafting. I'll let you know what I mean by pussy pulpit and pussy crafting. When I say pussy pulpit, I mean that it's me speaking to you directly on my own, and I'm tuned in and connected to my own pussy and everything that she represents to me. There's kind of a humming aliveness down there, and I have the intention of speaking really from the the power and the warmth and the life force that resides in my body and just trusting what comes through there. And when I talk about pussy crafting, I'm talking about making art about pussies. So vulva art, vagina art, but also creativity and life force and sexual energy and how all of those things are related. And of course, I'm speaking from my own experience and my own understanding of things. Yours might be different. So take what resonates with you and leave the rest. So practically speaking, I am sitting at my desk. The sun has just gone down. The last bits of pink are turning into that kind of light blue-gray color in the sky. I have some of my own handmade sandalwood incense cones burning, which smells really like earthy and sensual and sacred. Um, And I have a little bit of knitting in my hands. I'm not sure how I'll go knitting and keeping to what I want to say at the same time, because I, even though you can't see me, I am talking with my hands. (laughs) Um, And I'm drinking some soda water with this. I have a vinegar that I have infused with Tulsi and ginger and turmeric. And I put a little splash of that in with the soda water. It's like, it's an acquired taste to have like a vinegar soda, but I like, I've gotten used to it and I like being able to get the benefit of the herbs and vinegar. And it's like, I'm surrounded by all of these things that I have made. And I've been reflecting on that today, how much joy it brings me and satisfaction it brings me to make things and have them around me to use them, to look at them and to share them with other people. Like if you ever come to my house and express even like the slightest interest in something, I'll be like, I made that. I made that. Do you want me to tell you how I made it or how you could make something like it? Or do you want some? Or, you know, get a bit excited. Um, and so when we're talking about creativity, sometimes what comes to mind to people is just like drawing and painting. And that's what being creative is but I would invite us to really broaden the scope of creativity. It can be things like crafting, like I love knitting and crochet and weaving and making things out of sticks and dried plants and whatever I can find. It can be painting, it can be drawing, it can be photography, it can be whatever your favorite like medium of art is. It can be also things like cooking. It could be dancing. It could be making music. It could be writing. It could be 
the way that you interact with people, the way that you solve problems, the way that like my partner surfs and I would say the way that he kind of like dances with the ocean and the waves has a creative element to it. And I'm sure there are plenty of other things that you can think of that I haven't listed here, but we can keep that scope of creativity quite broad. I am on day 21 of my cycle right now, my menstrual cycle, which is when I typically do start to get this surge of like, I just want to like think about all the things I can make. I start like looking at patterns for knitting and watching YouTube videos of how to make beeswax candles and I've checked out a book from the library on different weaving techniques and I think about what I could cook for dinner. I just like get really full of this surge of wanting to make things and having all of the ideas. And I really do think that our creativity and our sexual energy are like two facets, two faces or two flavors of the same thing. They're different expressions of our life force in the way that that wants to move through us. And some of the other kind of parallels or um, commonalities between creativity and sexual energy, I think they both, when done well, require you to be absorbed in the moment. You're really present in what you're doing and what you're doing with your hands or in what you're making or in how you're moving your body or how your body is dancing and playing and responding with another person's body. There's almost this, you know, we use the term of like losing yourself, but I don't think the way that I think of it is not completely losing yourself. It's like turning or just kind of slipping below the surface of the really chatty, thinking, busy part of your mind into a deeper layer or a different layer of yourself. So to me, it's not, it's not like losing yourself. It's just like sinking or sliding into a different part of yourself. But it kind of feels like losing yourself because we operate in that place so much in our Western lives. And to me, creativity and sex are both letting the flow of life move through you. There is something so delicious to me about that sense of just kind of slipping into the current of what does my body want to do in this moment? I actually, as I've been talking to you, I have not been knitting at all because I've been, I've been like clutching my knitting with my right hand and waving my left hand around to speak to you, even though you can't see it. Um, <laughs> let's see if I can knit a few stitches at the same time. And you know, sometimes when you are making things, you are, you are thinking about them and focused on them in a certain way, but experiment for yourself. What is it like when you're really absorbed in creating something? You, you maybe you would call that like a flow state. 
in working with your creativity or with your sexual energy, you are also making something that didn't exist before. Whether that is an experience in your own body, uh, an experience with another person or people, or something physically tangible, it's that process, which I personally find really satisfying of, look what our life force or my life force is doing here. There's a sense of collaborating with the materials you're using, whether it's yarn or vegetables or your partner's body or your own breath or or paint or the way the light is moving or the sounds that are dancing through the air. There's an engagement there and a cooperation with some other face of the life force. Creativity and sexual energy also feel good. They relieve stress. And if you're doing something um, creatively or sexually that's like never relieves stress and always creates stress, personally, I would say that would be something to explore because it, and I, you know, when it comes for me, when it's like, when it comes to writing, it does not feel like it feels like it is a stressful thing. It's not something that flows easily to me, but like, if I love knitting, like, why would I knit if it brought me more stress? There is that uh, aspect of being able to just channel your stress or the kind of pent up energy or something stuck into what you're doing and let it be alchemized by the process of making something. And so why would you make art of a pussy? And of course, pussy can be, we can be talking about the vulva, the external lips and the clitoral hood and the urethra, the kind of external part of the pussy. You could be talking about the vagina, the internal organs, the womb. You could make art of the clitoris with those big, beautiful wings. You could make art about the breasts or other genitals or sexually relevant body parts. But like, why make art about something, some a part of the body or a part of the our human experience that is, at, at least has one aspect of it is sexual. And to me, there's a really deliberate reason. When I embroidered a self-portrait of my own vulva, it was saying, I am honoring this part of my body. If you are making art of your pussy, a pussy, a lover's pussy, a random pussy, it is saying the pussy is worthy of art. It is worthy of the time and energy being put into making this art. And to make a meaningful or beautiful or powerful representation of something through art, you have to really see it first. 
You have to spend time looking at it, being with it, feeling into it. And if you're going to draw or knit or embroider or, you know, make some other representation of, say, a vulva, you really need to pay attention to what the shapes are, what the textures are, what the color shading is, what the proportions are. And, and that process of really looking and really seeing is also, or it can also be an honoring. And that turns the tables on Western society and conditioning, which says that pussies are taboo. They're smelly, they're hairy, it's something that should be kept private, something we think is a bit ugly sometimes, shouldn't be seen, shouldn't be heard, no fanny farts. That's not socially acceptable. <laughs> um, fanny fart is the Australian term. I think oh, the, in the US you would say probably queefing, you know, when you get a little bit of air in there and it just comes out like that. Um, <laughs> the, um, I think I can hear the, uh, bush stone curlews outside the birds that live in my neighborhood cheering along. They find that very funny. I mean, it is funny, but <laughs> we have so many cultural beliefs around our genitals, around our sexuality that really repress and cramp and shame the full beauty and power and just genuine humanness. They, they tighten and lock down on a huge aspect of our life force energy. And there are many ways of unwinding from that conditioning. There are many ways of choosing a new relationship with your own body, a new relationship with your own sexuality. But if you love making art, this is a fun one. I also believe that the way that we culturally on a society level view the genitals, view the pussy, the pussy in particular, corresponds to how we view and treat the great feminine, corresponds to how we view the earth and our relationship with the earth. And so finding our own ways of reconnecting with this part of our bodies, this part of our human experience is an opportunity to build a newer, bolder, revolutionary relationship with our pleasure, with our power, with these, our bodies, these sacred vessels we've been given in this lifetime. And it can also be a gateway if we choose to step through it that way into relating in a more whole and beautiful and life-affirming way with the great feminine, with 
the earth. And the way that we approach it matters. I'm sure you can think of representations of the pussy that are not honoring. But if you come towards it with an intention of opening a conversation, building a relationship, taking some time to see and take in and offer worthiness to the pussy, that is powerful. So my invitation to you, you decide what you want to do with it, is to find your own form of pussy crafting. I did some research for this episode and started to, I did a bit of Googling. I looked for some knitting and crochet patterns on Ravelry and there is this, you know, a wide world of vulva art out there and plenty more to be created. I know it. I got very excited. You know, this like you can make a tea cozy for your teapot that has a vulva and then the spout comes out where the vagina is. And, you know, your imagination is really the only limit. And start somewhere that feels accessible to you. It might feel like too much to go straight to like self-portrait of my own vulva. You might just start by connecting to the pleasure and joy of making something and make from that place. You might ask your body or ask your pussy, what kind of pussy crafting would honor you today? You might draw a tiny doodle on a scrap of paper and then burn it. <laughs> you, you, might, you might just swirl your hips a bit while you're making something. It's up to you. Of course, if you would like to share with me what you make, that would be an absolute honor and joy. You can contact me through the contact page on my website at carolann.com.au or you could message me on Instagram, carolannalive. The work that I do, I work mostly with women and in one-on-one coaching relationships, and I focus on supporting you to feel at home in your body, to be reconnected with your sensual sexual nature that is an essential natural part of who you are as a human being. I also support women to shift relationship patterns that they're finding themselves in, to cultivate self-love, to bring support where there's a lot of anxiety or stress in your life. And if this is something that appeals to you, having some support, we can get together on a Zoom call, or if you live in the Northern Rivers area of New South Wales in Australia, you can come to my home office in Pottsville and we can have a chat and see if it's a fit. And it is, it's a very consensual, open conversation. I don't push. It's really about what do you want? And am I the right person to support you? And does it feel like a fit on both sides? 
And if you see the structure of the coaching package on my website and that doesn't work for you, have a chat with me and we can talk about what kind of structure would feel good to you. May your days be filled with creative delight and may your body hum with pleasure in being honored and coming out to play.